Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Mont speaking, our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. Thank you for just being there. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1, we've found ourselves a little promise here, a promise where God would desire to get together, my friend, for a conference all with any sinner. Here in the passage, it has to do with the nation, the nation of Israel, particularly the southern kingdom of Israel, the kingdom of Judah, which is that that Isaiah prophesies unto. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, a verse that I know you know, you've read before. In fact, I know some of you have committed it to memory. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's almost like numerous times this week we've said it's like I can sort of picture God up in the sky and he's looking down here and he's saying to this earth, uh, not to the earth, but to people on this earth, he's saying to sinners, he said, hey, we've got to talk. We've got to talk. Come now and let us reason together. Here's an appeal to the intellect. Why would a sovereign God want to talk with a bunch of sinners? Why don't he just throw them all in hell? You know, why don't we just uh, clean the earth up? Why don't we just set it on fire like we find it's going to happen there in Second Peter chapter 3, you know. Why would a sovereign God want to fool with such depraved human mankind? Because it's his creation. And my friend, because God is more than sovereign, God is a God of love and a God of mercy and a God of grace. He said, we've got to talk. Talk about what? This sin problem. Uh-oh, no one wants to talk about that problem. In fact, that word is not even the conversation of most people on this earth today. We think about sin. We've sort of done away with it. We've said, well, he's done wrong, you know. We don't like this word S-I-N. We've talked about sin's origin, sin's reality. It's all around. Oh, we live in a nation of wickedness and sin. You know, what we've done, we've taken things that are wrong and justified them and made them okay and sort of with the situation, it's sort of we've sort of smoothed over all the things that God would say and put his finger on and say that would be a sin. In fact, all unrighteousness is sin. Sin's results is always the same. The wages of sin is death. But what's the extent of sin here? It says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson. In other words, uh, deeply stained uh, scarlet and crimson, we think about uh, bloody. Verse 15, it says, And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. They've been guilty of many things, even to the shedding of blood. And it says, Though your sins be as scarlet, we think about scarlet, crimson, as it applies maybe to a piece of cloth, something that has been dyed. Something that maybe has been stained, maybe double dyed, double stained from original corruption then to actual transgression. It's kind of like people's lives who spend their life in sin. It's like they're immersed in sin. We think about the beauty and cleanness that God can give to a man. And then what sin would do as he's dipped into wickedness and then pulled out. And then, once again, into wickedness. And then there, being soaked long years in sin and wickedness. And God says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, you know, they shall be as wool. In other words, our lives completely ruined and spotted with sin. 
But what does God say? Though they be scarlet, he says, I can make them white as snow. There's something about what snow can do. I've seen pieces of land that was filthy. In fact, you could take an area where there is a city dump. Oh, we think about a landfill, a place that's just putrefying. It just smells and it's filthy and looks, you know. And it could snow three or four or five inches, and it seems as if it just covers it all up where you can't see it. What's the only covering for sin? It's the blood of Christ. I'm glad to be forgiven. Basically, there's only one thing that's different. Only one way that I'd be different from anyone that would be without Christ. What's the difference between a saved man and a lost man? The saved man has his sins forgiven. It's almost like I can hear God from heaven as he looks down to this earth and says, hey, we've got to talk. Until tomorrow, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.